episode 10, we're here today with Ryan Romero and Travis Collier of Clue Studio. As described on their website, Clue is a multidisciplinary creative agency specializing in branding and advertising for print, interactive, and film. Clue is also known for facing challenges side-by-side with their clients to develop focused business solutions. They're a small creative shop with big agency experience, and their clients include Anita Sigma, Radical Juice Shop, Wings and Horns, The Lab Magazine, Shop Adrenaline, Scott Party Skirts, The Cheaper Show, Black and Yellow Gallery, Olympia Beer, and 430 Japan Denim. Clue is a playground for creation, exploration, and experimentation. Their process, versatility, and imagination develop award-winning, one-of-a-kind work. So Ryan and Travis, how did you guys first meet? From school or from Starbucks? I guess it was 10 years ago. Yeah, it was 10 years ago. <laughs> we, we recognized each other from, um, from seeing each other at the campus yeah, so I mean, yeah, I guess that's how we met, so. But um, I do remember one specific conversation that was really funny that always kind of stuck with me, um, and it's actually perfect that you asked that question, because I can say this. Um, we were, one time we were, I remember we were on Broadway, and we were standing outside of Toys R Us. There's like a Toys R Us right there, and uh, I think I used to like to go into Toys R Us sometimes, because you can like play video games, you can play with the pogo sticks, and they have all those packages of uh, miniature household items so there's like miniature cereal boxes that are toys and like they come in a big kit and I just love looking at those things fucking weirdo um but I used to love looking at all that stuff. And so we were just standing outside, and I think I remember asking Ryan that same question, going, like, what do you what do you want to do, like, later, like, when this is all over and stuff with school? And I remember he said something along the lines of, um, I want to be in a position where I have such a reputation as a creator, a creative, or as a strategist or whatever that clients will just pay big dollars and I can call the shots. <laughs> Something along those lines, like oh, something, man. something along the lines of like I'm gonna like I'll tell them how it is rather than them telling me kind of thing. Right. I mean, it's sort of like every designer sort of dream, right? Yeah. But I can't, I couldn't help but look over and go check out this motherfucker, you know? <laughs> but um, it was really good. But yeah, it was funny, and so that sort of stuck with me. I mean, there is some truth to that. Um, I know clients probably don't want to hear stuff like that, but uh, I think it was just a funny way of saying like you ultimately want clients to believe in you and trust you so much yeah. that they're willing to like let you say this is what it's going to be and and we've been able to see that I think we've been able to actually see that with our clients which we're really excited about is we have a real trust with a lot of our people we, clients we work with and, yeah. and it's a great thing <laughs> he's just kidding but uh we're just yeah but yeah it's it's good it's good so so you say on your website that you guys are a small creative shop with big agency experience what do you guys mean by this? We're very grateful for our experiences before Clue. We we worked at bigger agencies. I worked at Hangar 18. Oh, okay. I worked there as a senior designer. I, uh, I worked at St. Bernardine uh, Mission Communications, um, the place that everyone thinks is a church, but it's not. Um, I thought it was a church, actually. Yeah, see, no way. People thought... 
people thought mine was a hangar <laughs> where aliens were kept, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we, we worked at those agencies, and um, yeah, yeah, we were lucky. Uh, we were lucky to get those uh, opportunities right out of school. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, it was good. I mean, it, to work in, those weren't just any agencies. I mean, those were what we still see as some of the leaders in the city doing some of the most unique work. Um, and uh, and definitely it was great to have those that mentorship, um, have those you know, lessons taught, um, in the beginning. So I think that we, yeah, we, we were able to, to really gain some, some skills and some knowledge of how businesses are run. And, uh, in some cases, maybe what we wouldn't want to do ourselves, um, just, and yeah, so it was very, very useful. Yes, and it was those places that kind of put all our, you know, everything that we kind of dreamt about what design could be kind of really showed us how to be, yeah, realistic. How to see design in a realistic way and how to really approach it. How, you know, how to make your dreams really do kind of, or your ideas really make, make them come to life yeah. in, a, in that way. That big agency experience you guys had before starting Clue, did that crush a lot of the idealism you had coming out of school? I, I think it was close to. Yeah. I think it started to, and I think Travis and I were honestly feeling that. And... I don't think it's the agency's fault. It, that wasn't them. It was just that after a while, as if we want to continue to grow as people, I think Travis and I just saw things slightly differently and respectfully so, right? And just because we were growing up, and I, and I guess, yeah, it, didn't, it could have. It could have because it's, yeah. at the end of the day, it wasn't our shop. And they saw things a certain way, and we were starting to see things a certain way. And, um, yeah, I, don't, I think we stopped it before we became tired and truly angry. Yeah. Yeah, and jaded. Um, yeah, but they were, yeah, they were great places to work. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think if anything that, that if we ever did feel that pressure, that, that it sort of crushed our idealism when it comes to design, I think that if anything that made us more hungry to go after what we really want. Because, I mean, that's just, like, how life is, you know? Like, you can't just sit there. You got you to gotta make a change if it's not working right. And so it was clear, based on all our conversations we were having together at the beach and wherever else, you know, in the off hours, it would just be like, this can't be all it is, you know? Like, and you, you hit a certain time where you've been there for a few years, and all of a sudden, it's just, there's, like, that growth, and there's, like, change, and, um, but it just kind of ends up being same, same after a while. And, um, I mean, of course, in any job, in any capacity, you can, uh, you make it what you want to make it, right? But, but as Ryan said, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's not to say that working for someone else is a bad thing. It just sometimes it can feel like you're, you're spending day in, day out facilitating someone else's vision. Whereas if you have your own, then that's like, that's not going to work, right? So, How many people are on your team? It was just uh, us two to start. Um, sort of started from a, like a one or two clients that sort of uh, gave us some offers for some projects, and we said, "Well, let's, let's try this. Let's see what happens." And um, and then it kept going. But uh, as far as the team goes right now, we're uh, teetering on four. Um, so it's good. Yeah, it's really good. And but we have an extended family of people we work with. So if everybody kind of came in to Clue at once, they'll probably be over 15. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, there's, there's filmmakers that we work with. 
and there's developers, there's copywriters, and and all of them are doing either freelance or they're working for their own themselves. They have their own companies. But I guess in the beginning, when you're a small company, and in in our generation right now, it's just all about collaboration and having that conversation and say, I've got this cool project. Do you want to work on it with us? Let's work uh, your cost within the budget and and move forward from there. Yeah, because we know we can't do it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been good. It's it's a thing you see more and more of these days now. Is just people, um, you know, like a lot of agencies or companies that operate on the model of tailoring your team to fit the project. So maybe the client's not going to be paying for overhead or paying for all these redundant services that aren't relevant to them. Um, so that kind of works. But you know, in the scheme of things, it is it is true though that as an agency, you need to have um, there's like as you grow, you got to make decisions in the way of um, okay, so what's a we, we bring this person on, we bring this, you know, this person with this skill set. Um, what's a luxury and what's a necessary fixture that has to be in the agency? Like things like salespeople, project managers are like key. You know, those are just some examples of what's key. I mean, there are some things that are a luxury, you know, yeah. that, that makes, you know, so you make those decisions as you go along. So what does Clue mean and how did you come up with the name? So we came up with the name, um, I mean, just like a lot of people come up with any name. I mean, you sort of just do some research, think about what it is you want to be, what what you think your agency in this case should represent. Um, the clue actually means, uh, it means like a, a main character in a story, like a center point of interest. Um, so if, so we feel that like, you know, if we're going to work with clients, ultimately that's what everyone wants to be within their industry. They want to be the main character. They want to be the most noticed and top tier, uh, you know, noticed of, of all their, their competitors. So that kind of makes sense. And so do we, you know, um, so it's kind of cool. But then we also found out that it, it uh, means nail, like in it's a French word. So that was kind of a nice bonus later. Um, yeah, you guys briefly discussed about this earlier, but how would you describe Clue's design philosophy? Philosophy? Well, I mean, I guess we just see a lot of the same same out there you know like we everyone's always trying to do something different but it also seems like a lot of people aren't they're just trying to do the same thing i mean at the end of the day design is a service it's not necessarily a you know like everyone's trying to outdo everyone else and stuff you're just serving the clients and their needs right but but the i guess our philosophy is like we when we look at work we do we go is that something that's that Clue would do? Like, is that, you know, you just think everything you put out there is your company. Everything out you put out there is part of your your brand as an agency. So we just think, well, you know, what, what do we think fits on brand for us? Which is sort of interesting way of thinking about it. But um, uh, Clue is like uh, MasterChef Junior. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's seen that show, but there's MasterChef, yeah. the regular one with adults, and it's got three judges, including Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> And it's all these these home cooks that are competing for the prize. So they get put through these challenges, right? But there's a MasterChef Junior as well. Did you guys know that? I've seen MasterChef. I've seen one episode. And it's incredible because you've got kids from 13 down to 8 years old. And they're doing the same thing that the adults are doing. They're they're put through those things. They, They get given secret ingredients and they just cook it. And the kids make... 
incredible things out of them. And these kids cook more than probably we do. And they have an incredible palate. So there is this one seat, one episode in MasterChef Junior where the kids were given a mystery box. And when they were open the mystery boxes, the, what they found was everything in, those bo in the box was all these ingredients that most, most kids would never like, like sardines with their heads on, raw, the whole fish, like beef lungs, um, the stinkiest blue cheese, and all the other stuff, like sheep's head, whatever, and make something out of this. And the thing that struck me about the show was these kids, most of them picked the thing that scared them the most without even flinching. Yeah. On an adult situation, if it was the adults, they would have probably picked the chicken because it was the safest and they could really make it sing. But the kids did the most hardest things. They made soufflés out of like blue cheese. Or yeah, they took the whole fish and cooked the whole thing just because, and then when they were asked why, why would you pick this thing that you didn't like the most? Because it scared me the most. And I'd like to kind of, I mean, when you ask that question, like what, what's Clue's design philosophy? I guess this is the only thing I think of because I kind of enjoy MasterChef Junior right now. But yeah, I mean, something is lost when you, when you forget about what you're working for. And I think for Clue, we always try to remember what it is about. And part of the, part of the things that what we do, why we do what we do is it's fun and it's scary at times and we do want to go for those challenging things and we take the time to stop what we're doing and, and look at why we're doing it and hopefully maybe take a different direction if it's, uh, if it's always the common thing, you know? So, how do you guys get work? Do you guys approach businesses you're interested in? Or do people come after you? Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, it's been, it's been, it's kind of magical when I think about it. We've never had to look for work ever, which I think is rare. Uh, we've been really lucky. I mean, we, we started strong and, and it's uh, through referral, through friends, through networking, just through just whatever randomness. Um, we've been able to acquire like some great stuff and it just, it's, it keeps going. And um, it's just like about making good friends and good relationships with people, you know? Um, but not based on like gain, not based on, oh, I'm going to be friends with you because you can do this for me. No, but literally like we just like connecting with people and we like people. And so, you know, it's, it's good. Yeah, we've been able to, able to have, to make friends with people that needed things and we'll do them pro bono. And, uh, and through that, and just try to do a really good job through that, yeah. I think, and being really, try to be, um, not just people that are great to work with, but hopefully afterwards you can have a beer with. Yeah. And I think that, I hope that that's the reason why things kind of just get passed, passed around about, about what we can do. And just have friends that you kind of work with, play with, and then hopefully that passes to people that are actually willing to kind of take on, get us to do the bigger jobs. It's, we've found it fascinating to see what can come from small things. So like, you know, the whole big things have small beginnings kind of thing. Well, it's like, you know, a small, uh, like a poster design will come your way and you could just do it. And then what can come from that is just unbelievable. It's, yeah. uh, and it's such a, a domino effect, you know? Um, so there's no, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I want to say like there's no bad job. I mean, that's not necessarily true, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like it's like there is a value in almost every job that can come your way, you know, so. So what's your process like and what's your main source of inspiration? 
process wise, I mean, I don't know. There's no two projects are alike. Um, I think that, um, every time like I feel like we have to put a lot of thought and energy into strategy um, around situations and around things because you know we found like yeah really no two are the exact same and um, so it changes all the time but we do have sort of a basic you know program like we have a basic system that we sort of operate on you know we should keep ourselves accountable keep everyone accountable um, you know we we make sure we're very careful about um, keeping the client very closely involved with all the steps of the process along the way um, and we try to just be very thorough about understanding what it is they're trying to do and uh, helping them get there you know what I mean we take it very seriously um, uh, you know, our clients' dreams for whatever it is they want to do. I think we have a special way of trying to figure out what the strategy is, and then all that, all those, all those facts and ideas kind of get put through this kind of clue, um, clue blender, <laughs> and then it goes through like a strainer, and usually that strainer is just me and Travis really kind of uh, ironing out the ideas and taking the time to by ourselves and then come together to iron that out and then move from there. And then after that idea, then you kind of just go into how do you make this really happen? Mm -hmm. You break down the steps, the logistics, and and who are the right people to make this happen to kind of work with. You also asked about inspiration. Um, so just to address that, but we're inspired by, you know, film and comic books and, um, you know, we read, you know, <laughs> typical kind of shit like that. Um, life experiences. That's the lamest fucking answer. <laughs> yeah, we just live. Like, I mean, we, on top of the things that Travis said, I mean, those things inform us, but at the same time, we just live. We, we feel like going for a drive here. Um, we're able to rest. We're able to swim our asses off, and then we come back and work. And I think those are those are the things that forget, throughout that way, while, for example, driving to a really secluded island or something like that, we'll see weird signs and get into a car accident. or And then there's just things that kind of happen along that way that I think just by living, you're able to inform what you're going to do. We travel a lot. Travis said that. <laughs> So do you guys travel overseas or within BC or just like anywhere? We just make sure we get away, you know, like we'll, like Ryan was in the Philippines for a month through the, in the beginning of this year and I go to Thailand, you know, and stuff like that. You know, we do, we just make sure we stay, we keep life outside of work pretty rich, you know, because with that comes all kinds of inspiration, you know what I mean? Your website is really creative with the layout, how you've documented your work. The artwork you have alongside other client work that's more mainstream or conservative. Um, was this like a deliberate decision? Uh, and how does this higher level of creative branding for your company influence the kind of clients you get or the type of clients that approach you? Is it limiting or liberating? That's a good question. A good Very good question. Um, yeah, we, we think about that sometimes. Like we, I mean, that even happened, happened today. Um, <laughs> you know, like we, we sometimes will we'll get a call from somewhere, some, someone that is in the corporate sector, some someplace that's relatively dry in the scheme of things, you know, and then they'll look at our site and go, that's kind of weird. You know, like it's a little over some people's heads or, or they just look at it and they might think, um, yeah, I just need like a website, but you know, I don't need, I don't know what that is, you know, but, um, 
but that's but that's okay. We we found that it hasn't. Uh, it's been kind of cool. Like it's never it's never been a problem. I think that a lot of it doesn't scare any clients away, as far as we know. Um, considering a lot of the people we work with, um, we have a pretty firm grip on you know on the corporate side of things, um, which is cool considering how creative our site, like how um, fine art how there's like a fine art element to a lot of the stuff we have on there. Um, and that's okay. You know, I mean, I, I think that um, ultimately, I mean, I guess our, our philosophy with that is just that we wouldn't want to do something that deliberately hurts our company. Like we, we understand what growth means and, and, and what that would take. And, and, you know, we're not going to sacrifice, you know, good things to progress and evolve as a company for the sake of having a weird photo or something on our, you know, but we do also believe that, you know, this is kind of who we are and we're very truthful about what we represent. Um, I think a lot of clients just appreciate it. They just appreciate that really creative element to what you do um, and they see that we're thinkers uh, and that we're we're always doing stuff. Um, I think we're always evaluating it in the back of our minds every day as the business kind of evolves. We are, and as we, yeah, you don't know. I mean, with web, thankfully, it's so changeable and such it's so malleable that you just keep your ear close, keep it close to your. You know, I think what we have there is is hopefully different enough but at the same time not always not very common to whatever how everybody else has somehow laid out their work um i think there's a few extra steps for sure but uh i think we're ironing that out as we go that communication gap between seeing the work and knowing what we do i hope we're narrowing that narrowing that down every day right why would you ever dilute your personality to be make a friend with someone? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense, you know? So it's well business, said, is, yeah. business is kind of the same way, right? Like, it, you know, ultimately, if again, we don't want to scare people off, but if someone can't handle it, well, then it's just not meant to be anyway. I mean, that, that, that relationship would probably be doomed from the beginning, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So we wanted to transition now i guess into talking about a few pieces of work from your portfolio um as you guys know um my wife has a store in yale town called Wutasiu, and through the process of building that business i've been to a lot of local markets uh, you know we spent a summer in the chinatown night market uh we've done i don't know must be like a dozen uh, or like eight to a dozen blim markets. And in the process of, um, I guess, flushing out the local presence within our retail store, um, we've connected with a lot of local, I guess, quote unquote, fashion startups or designers who make clothing and jewelry. And one of the people I connected with through... Uh, the Dream Lovers Collective pop-up shop at the Chinatown Experiment was Anita Sigma. Um, and so I noticed you guys have done some work for her that's represented in your portfolio. I really appreciate how you uh, how you kind of just bring up Anita that way. It's kind of nice. You, you never hear, you just hear like people's kind of um, the way they react to your work, but it's so cool to kind of just see the process of how somebody stumbles onto someone's work. Yeah. That's very thoughtful, Justin. Thanks. <laughs> well, thanks, Ren. Tell us a little bit about, um, 
Anita and the project you guys did with her? I think for us, like I became friends with Anita just through going to Jean all the time. She used to work at a coffee shop called Jean. And um, yeah, just along there. And I think that's... She was friends with other friends as well, so she kind of knew my, of, of me and then knew that I also had a, a, a design business. Uh, and that's kind of how, and then we, she needed a brand and um, we just, and a whole bunch of stuff. And um, we just had the conversation and, and t- took it from there. But I mean, Anita's branding is great because her product is incredible. She, her herself, and just the way she makes the jewelry, and the attitude, and the aesthetics that are connected to the, how she does it, is is so unique. There's nothing I don't. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah. Not in the city. It's quite unique. There's something going on there that I think is goes way beyond. And I think we're glad that our brand is cool. But I think it had a lot of things to stand on because of what she's created to start with. She, yeah, as you said, she's got great talent. She's got a great product. She does awesome work. Um, so she's a good example of the type of client we would want to work with. We'd help use our skills to help her elevate her her business so that people can, more people know about her skills, you know? Um, but yeah, it was cool. Like we, we got to work with her on her whole thing. And, um, she also actually ended up doing my engagement ring for my wife and, uh, and a bunch of other stuff. So she's been, yeah. And she did some stuff for Ryan. So we've not only worked with her, we've hired her for a bunch of different personal things and, and, uh, done great projects with her. So on your Behance portfolio, you wrote that you created her brand identity. What was involved with that? Like for instance, wordmark, style guide, or business card? It was, it was basically, if someone like her, everything she needed from the ground up from the beginning. So um, yeah, we gave her the works. So what aspect of this project was particularly challenging for you? I think it was, I think it was fairly smooth overall. I mean, with any project, if you're not a developer by heart, I think the website is always the most challenging for clients and for the designers to, to make the changes and everything like that. And, and to continue and follow up that thing. But apart from that, I think it was fun. I mean, there's nothing that would change about it. Maybe with other, maybe with other kind of our clients, maybe there'll be more of the challenges that come up. But with this, this is like a labor of love because we like we like what we did, and we like we enjoyed working with her. Yeah, we noticed the photography on the website is really beautiful. And after digging into the credits a bit, we saw that you guys worked with Michelle Ford. Um, So what was the process like working with Michelle? Did you guys do a lot of art direction or did you basically just uh, bring her on and say, hey, you have complete creative freedom with photography. Like we just need things this size and, and Go crazy. Because, uh, I mean, Anita, uh, as far as we know, she she does collections every season or whenever she needs to. And she uh, she did, I guess she had shot that for that collection. So that just sort of became what we used for the brand at the time. So um, yeah. Anita was already collaborating with Michelle. And they've created, they've talked about, you know, what the photos would look like. And that's how it kind of came to us. And, and then with, with photography that great, yeah. it's easy to make a brand work, <laughs> to, to add a great brand with it. You know, you kind of get what you're trying, what they're going for. So that was cool. Speaking of great photography, um, another project in your portfolio that really jumped out at us was Radical Juice Shop. Um, yeah, we, we really love the integration of type with the 
food product. Overall, we felt like the the brand and um, you know the final product of that website and the shop and everything just looks really polished. Um, so can you guys tell us a little bit about your work with Radical? We, we love Radical. Yeah. That is one, that's certainly one of our favorite clients and very <laughs> proud. And it's not finished yet. We're still doing a lot of work for them. Ooh. And yeah, the photography is great because we have, we work with, um, one of the newest members of Clue is Silvana D'Angelo. Yeah. She took those photos. Oh, nice. We, the three of us, we, or, you know, we planned it out every shot and we talked about how we're going to portray all these ingredients based on what Radical needed and we yeah we we just made it happen yeah and, and yeah and it kind of just shows we're very happy it turned out very well yeah yeah and it's still evolving I mean like with a brand like that you, you, you put it into place and it gets going and the store opens and then you know we're still even seeing opportunities that you know we could only see as it as it moves forward so it's good that's like one of our favorites and um, our relationship with the clients great I mean they sort of let us do what we feel we need to do to make it good to make it what we think it should be um, yeah excellent relationship with them so so who can drink more pineapple juice between the two of you I don't know probably Ryan maybe because uh, Travis doesn't like fruit very much yeah oh, really? well I'm not yeah I'm not that I don't <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm a cool with fruit juice though. Like anything, yeah, any of the fruit juice, I'm, I'm game. Um, but I mean, you know, I could. I was in the airport in uh, Louisiana like two days ago, and I, I bought a big carton of pineapple <laughs> coconut juice, and I fucked that thing up, man. So I was struck by how radical is spelt in the name Radical Juice. Um, so obviously, my curiosity got the best of me, and I went to. Google and plugged in radical and uh, obviously one of the first thing that comes up is Wikipedia and uh, I had already thought okay this is something to do with chemistry or science because um, I've heard of radicals and free radicals and you know whatever um, but in on Wikipedia it says uh, in botany the radical is the first part of a seedling or a, a growing plant embryo um, so yeah, basically it's like the origin of a plant or like the root of a plant that grows down into a, to the soil. Um, yeah. So we think that radicals like a pretty rad name for a juice shop. Um, who came up with it? Uh, was it you guys or was it the owners? Uh, tell us about that. We were given the chance to name their company. We, I hope we knocked it out of the park. And uh, it's funny because while we were coming up with names, I remember I was in the Philippines at that time. <laughs> Travis was in, uh, in Thailand. And we were sending our explorations back and forth and discussing things over online and about what the names are. And then I guess Travis came back first, so he was the one that presented the names to the client. And so I didn't find out about what they picked till later on. I mean, with Radical, we got to, so we got to name the shop. We, already, we were also given the opportunity to name all the juices on, on, their, on their menu. And also, not just that, we were able to consult on a in a, on a design an interior design level for the shop. It's still an ongoing process. It's not done yet. Yeah, it's so nice um, not to be stopped at just responding to a name or a concept with a word mark or a monogram, but actually doing something that's 
conceptually connected to everything that will eventually roll out in a brand and into the interior of the space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've been, we've been really lucky that way with a lot of the, a few clients that we've worked with where we have that level of involvement. Um, I mean, yeah, with Radical, we even, we even were able to do a juice tasting and even like give feedback on, oh, it's too much this, this isn't working. Um, so incredibly involved, but I mean, you know, it wouldn't be what it, I mean, man, working with that client, um, Bree, Bree, Nixon and Dave Nixon, um, they're amazing people. And, um, they, yeah, they're so cool. Like they've got great ideas. Um, they've got great minds and, uh, and they've, you know, we proved ourselves over the years and they trust us. So, um, there's a mutual respect and, uh, it's, it's actually to say it'd be like, it's like the ideal client relationship. It's like an understatement. It's really cool. And we have a lot of those. So it's been great. Yes. And, and, and just like Anita Sigma, again, just great client, great, um, um, it's, you have a great product, great heart, great vision for what they want to do. You got lots of great things to work with. We're curious about your work with Lab Magazine. We dug around on the on the labmagazine.com to find out if it was from Vancouver. Um, but the only hint we got to indicate where the publication is based is the print-on-demand link that takes you to Hemlock Printers. Um, it's on the terms of use page or whatever. Um yeah, so I'm curious. Uh, is the lab a Vancouver-based publication? Uh, sort of. Uh, split up between LA and here. There, yeah, there's like a core. There's like a core team of I don't even know how many there are of us. There's like five or six of us or something. Um, but yeah, they're. Uh, I mean, yeah, like we, they're based. He, like half of us are based here and then some of us are just sort of bouncing all over the place. Um, I think the address in the magazine is our office oh. currently, but... So I shouldn't even be talking about them as like a third party right now. It's like you guys are part of the That's it. We're the team. Part of the team, yeah. So it's, it's good. And um, usually everyone sort of meets up here to, produce, to make the issue. So how did you guys get involved with this publication? We were referred to them by by Graham Berglund. Yeah, yeah. These are the guys that did the cheaper show. I yeah. think they'll do a good job with your magazine. Yeah. Because I think they were looking for designers around that time. Cool. And they just yeah they we they sent us an email and we just met with them and it just worked out. So what was your involvement in this project as an art director? Uh, to speak about the magazine specifically, um, you know, we have an overall vision for what this issue is going to be. There's a discussion about that kind of thing. Um, and uh, and it's a collaboration. Like, I, I wouldn't say the, the whole term art director, I, I mean, what does it even mean anymore? You know, it's like, sure, it's a title and, you know, it's in, people have it and stuff like that. But I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess with, with last it's like we we all collaborate we all are looking at it I mean it's not the kind of situation where there's too many cooks in the kitchen it's not like that um, there's definitely sort of executive decisions made on things and stuff but um, but yeah it's cool because we're all friends as well so it's just we look at it as a really good excuse to hang out and drink beer and just all so we're like we have photos of all of us sitting around the computer looking at the screen going you know yeah oh, widows and orphans oh that photo sucks or you know things like that so there's there's a lot of that, and uh, so I don't know if anyone's in one like position, but yeah, I think that um, 
Jer Jeremy and Justin from Lab, I think that I mean, ultimately they're the ones that started it. So, um, and it's their baby. And uh, and if there is any kind of decisions, it usually ends with them. I would say because roles are so funny, you know. Like it's kind of hard to kind of say. We lay it out. We lay it out. We design it in a way that we think would work best based on the on the theme. Yeah. And we'll have, and then Justin will will come down here, and Jeremy will come down here, and we'll all sit around and, uh, and discuss how each kind of um, spread would look, and how this article should be laid out, and we'll just go back and forth. The person that comes to mind uh, when I think of the Lab magazine is Willem Dafoe. Um, that pink cover with gold foil typography over top. Um, and so we're, we're curious to know who organizes the, uh, I guess the features and who connects with these celebrities, um, who are photographed and featured in the magazine. What's that process like? It's not our job. For, fortunately, that's not our job. I can see that being tough. Uh, that's a, that's a tough thing, but that is, that is through Justin and Jeremy and that's their vision throughout the, in the beginning to build this magazine and that's their secret. <laughs> <laughs> and but not necessarily a secret but that's just um, that's part of the thing that makes the magazine special is their personalities are able to connect with those people right. and it just starts from there and the people that they know for the most part yeah again that's not our role like um, a lot of the stuff see the thing about like those that kind of talent or that kind of um, celebrity being in the issues um, they're very and Ryan said like fortunately we don't have to deal with that and he's yeah. damn right you know why because <laughs> honestly like they as far as we know like a lot of um, people who would be featured in the magazine they may have a specific person they'd want to be interviewed by yeah, I only want to be photographed by this person, by my f whoever friend, through, and you have to deal with their publicist. Mm -hmm. So it's quite a process as far as we know, and sometimes not a fun one. So um, honestly, that's like a whole other job um, for us, like having to just manage the creative, like, well, it's all creative, but manage like the design and everything for the magazine um, and basically, you know, apply all of that stuff. Um, that's just a thing in itself. So um, yeah, no, we, we try to... I mean, we're, we're involved, but we're not at the shoots. And sometimes I even wonder if, you know, like any of us are at the shoots because I think sometimes it just sort of happens yeah. and here's the photos, yeah. you know, and then there, and then the interview process starts happening with our writer in, in London and, and then there you go. Right. So it's a bit broken up and it's kind of changes. It's sort of like, yeah, it's different every time. So it's good though. Yeah. Whenever we are wrapping up the show, we usually ask deeper questions. Yeah, so what's the most memorable project out of all? We have a, t a tattoo shop as a client. Um, it's called Adrenaline. And Adrenaline is, they have two stores in Vancouver, and they have one in Toronto, one in Montreal, two in Montreal now. And uh, and they had one in New Jersey, but that's in the ocean uh, because of the storm at the, you know. Oh. And, um, but yeah, so there's that. And so it's the most memorable, I guess, for me because that was uh, a project that I had worked on way back when we were in school. It was a freelance job and it was, you know, a few odds and ends and then they needed a website. So I passed it on to a good friend of mine. And then he started working on it just because I didn't have time or I think it, yeah, it, it was a lot of like, it was a lot of web development stuff like that. So that was his expertise at the time. And um, so then 
couple years later, uh, Adrenaline had decided, okay, so we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing a few odds and ends, but what we need to do is just wipe it clean, start fresh, like build it up and like really attack this the whole branding for this um, and really build it from the beginning. And uh, so basically he passed it, the torch back to me or back to us. So basically we get an email from from the client and uh, saying, I need to do this and I want to do this and I really want to discuss some opportunities. So so that was, and that was our first client and many great things have come from that. So yeah, it's a good relationship. Yeah, it's so funny. Kind of, we kind of just look back, don't we? I like the poster that we did for A Night of Readings. And because that poster, when we that was a, an example of a, of just a collaboration with a friend who was putting on a, a night of readings for some writers, and that poster was just independently funded, and he put it up on in a coffee shop, and that poster somebody saw that poster yeah. and said we like what you do, and gave us we got to do the black and yellow gallery because of that. And then because of the Black and Yellow Gallery, we were had the chance to do the cheaper show. And then from there, uh, the Lab Magazine. Yeah. From a poster. It's just a chain of events. And then from then on, you know, and then we, you know, we like we just I like to think that we we're good people to kind of work with. And, and uh, I guess the word just spread from there. And that, that really helped us. And that was just fun, you know? Yeah, it's a kind of nice affirmation of what we'd like to do. Yeah. We're wondering if you guys are completely satisfied right now with the existing state of Clue. And if not, if there's something that you have been thinking about or have wanted to take on but haven't had the opportunity to do yet. I'm not satisfied. <laughs> I'm not, not yet, not at all. I don't know if I ever will, but right now I want more. And... Um, I'd like to grow more with Travis in this kind of industry. I'd like to see more what we can do. I think we've just started. Clue is only three and a half years. It's just the beginning. It hasn't even begun yet. So I want more. I'm not satisfied at all. This is small potatoes right now. <laughs> whatever it is we're chasing, whatever it is we're after here as a business, um, it's, it feels different from what we see our peers going after. You know, I, I don't feel like... Um, like, I don't feel like going after Nike is our big thing or Pepsi or we're not, I don't really think we're interested in that. I mean, I can tell you if, if they knocked on our door tomorrow, we'd have to go, uh, have to kind of think about it. But ultimately, I, I, I think that's not what we're after. And, um, and, and we don't know what it is. We're just kind of figuring that out. And we may never know how to define it. It's like a, this big chemical reaction, you know. But uh, I think that, um, yeah, we're not, we're, we're satisfied. We're happy. But I think you're never satisfied. I mean, it's, but we also know what it means to just be, you know, happy, you know, be where you are at the time you're there, you know, like not, we're not like, we're enjoying ourselves and what we're doing now. We're just enjoying the stages and the steps and the process of evolving. And we just sort of just embrace that rather than trying to just look at the next thing and not paying attention to what's going on. Um, we enjoy doing this. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We enjoy the problems. We enjoy, yeah, the everyday thing of it. Yeah. So did you guys have any last words or anything else you wanted to share with our listeners before we wrap? 
yeah, it's, it feels good to talk about this stuff. It's always it's always really nice because yeah, things be, become a bit clearer, puts things back into perspective for us even, just because you can get lost in things, you know, because there's so much going on. And, um, yeah, I just want to say thanks. I think you guys. I don't think we've. This this is a really great interview. Oh, thanks. Yeah, really in depth, and you guys are well researched. <laughs> and I hope you guys get to do this more and get paid doing it. <laughs> Because <laughs> I because I think that there's you know there's a, there's a lot of cool films out there done about the creatives in Vancouver. There's a lot of magazines out there, but come on, like a podcast, we do this, we listen to this while we work all the time. So it's kind of cool to yeah, think to think that there is a big thing here that you guys should take advantage of, and we're glad to be part of it. Yeah, there's something nice about um, podcasts or talk radio that is different than other forms of media, especially when you're doing visual work um, because you can't watch a movie while you're, you know, working on a layout or sketching ideas for a project that's, you know, ramping up. Yeah. Just like the idea that Travis and our voices will be hopefully inspire somebody that's kind of just drawing, you know, while listening to this stuff. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. Um, as everyone knows, you can find the rest of our episodes on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on our website, makingconversation.ca. We will have show notes there as well as links to Clue Studios' websites, their Behance or Behance, and their uh, social media. If you'd like to send us any feedback about this interview, you can reach us at feedback at makingconversation.ca. Please give us a review in iTunes. We always appreciate feedback. And the more you review us, the more you listen, the more you connect to us through that store, uh, the better it is for this show. Um, thank you for listening. And we will 